What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the PickSwap Media YouTube channel. My name is Sean Bernard. Dropped an episode of PickSwap Podcast with my co-host James Brain yesterday where we talked about the Nick Nurse hiring, our thoughts on that, as well as had a little deeper conversation about Joel Embiid, if he is a winner, if his style of play is conducive to winning. So make sure to check that out for a discussion on that. I thought it was a really good episode, uh, everything there. But I did want to get a little more deeper involved in, in Nick Nurse specifically and his path to the NBA, his path to the Sixers, and what to expect from him from a stylistic outlook, from personality outlook, and a little more about him. So in this uh, in this episode, I'm going to dive into a little bit of a more of a deep dive about Nick Nurse, what to expect. And now let's get into it. Looking very focused in the second half. Maxi looking for more. He's got it! Daniel House will up and under on the lob and then flies in with the emphatic one-hand jam. All right, so to kick things off, I want to talk about Nick Nurse, kind of the the quick spark notes of who he is as a coach and a person, what to expect from him. So without further ado, he's been coaching since 1989. He is 55 years old. He's a 2019 NBA champion, 2020 NBA coach of the year. He also coached the All-Star game in 2024, leading the Raptors to the best record that year. He's a two-time NBA D-League champ. It was called the D-League before the G-League, and those two years were 2011 and 2013. He's also a two-time British Basketball League champ, the BBL over there, one's with the Birmingham Bullets and one with the Manchester Giants, so with two different organizations. He's a two-time BBL coach of the year, and he's also coached in a handful of other places in Europe as well. So he has a pretty diverse track record, has done a lot. And I'm going to start by kind of going back on his early years, how he got his start, how his whole pathway to becoming the coach that he currently is today, and then finish off with what I expect on his outlook as far as basketball, the X and O's, and how I think it will impact the Sixers offense specifically. So without further ado, the early years of Nick Nurse, he was born in Iowa. He played college basketball at the University of Northern Iowa, uh, averaged 7.2 points, 3.1 assists, 2.3 rebounds, and 1.5 steals in his 26.6 minutes per game. Played 111 games there. Kind of mixed whether he was a starter or coming off the bench. He was not a guy super known for his basketball skills as a player. Uh, stands about six foot one. Never made too much noise, but he did become a player coach for the Derby Rams in the BBL starting in 1990-91, and that's, of course, the British Basketball League once again. So he started as a player coach, did that for, for one year there, uh, did not have much success. I think he kind of had that realization where maybe as a player, this wasn't his future, where he couldn't make enough of an impact. Pretty unique that he was able to player coach for a year. I think that is very cool. But at the end of that season, he did call it quits on the actual playing and and embraced the role as a full-time coach and getting involved in that world. And he accepted his first full-time head coaching gig immediately following that season as the player coach. And he took this at Grandview University. That is an NAIA school. Uh, he was 23, 23 years old at the time. It made him the youngest head coach in the country. And this is back in 1992 at this point. He spent two seasons at Grandview University as the, full, as the head coach. Uh, and then took a job at University of South Dakota as an assistant where he spent two seasons there. So stepped up to a little bit of a bigger stage and got to learn a, a little more and took on the assistant role. After spending two seasons there, 
He then went over to Europe, and, and this is where he started to find a little bit of a home. He spent 11 seasons in Europe. Uh, as I mentioned in, in kind of the spark notes of this, he won a championship with the Birmingham Bullets in 1996, and then he won a championship with the Manchester Giants in 2000. So uh, has a lot of success in Europe, is is largely credited and, and, and thought of very highly in the basketball circles over there, which is very cool to see. And the British League, while it is not the NBA by any means, is pretty solid compared to around the world, so the, and the quality of play is there. It, it is a growing force. I'm not super familiar with the quality of talent in 1996 and 2000 in that era, but I can speak on present day that it is an up and coming league and something that does produce some solid basketball on the court. So not the biggest drop off, I would say, compared to some other leagues around the world. Uh, in 2007, Nick Nurse did make his way back over to America. Uh, he accepted a head coaching job for the Iowa Energy of the D-League. Once again, the D-League uh, or the G-League was formerly called the D-League. Uh, the Iowa Energy are now called the Iowa Wolves. They're the Timberwolves affiliate. This was the uh, initial year of the Iowa Energy in their creation, their first first season. So he was the first head coach to take control. He did win the division title in 2008-2009 as well as 2009-2010. After he spent three seasons uh, with the Iowa Energy, he took a job at Iowa State as an associate head coach. However, the head coach, Greg McDermott, I believe it was at the time, who then now left for Creighton, and that's where he kind of has made his name as head coach, he left immediately following Nick Nurse going there. So while Nurse did sign the contract and have a game plan, it never came together because his job evaporated as McDermott left. So he never actually did coach at Iowa State and ended up coming right back to take the job at the Iowa Energy. And this is where he started to really grow as a head coach, is taking on that responsibility. Uh, he led the team to the best record in the G League or D League at that point in time, led them to a 37 and 13 record, one coach of the year for the D League, and won a championship that season. Uh, across his six seasons that he spent at the D League slash G League level, he had 23 players called up to the NBA. So that is, you know, a, a quick praise to the player development that he is capable of and that he did kind of find his confidence at that point in time. So that was kind of the end of the road for his G League time. Uh, and that's when he took the NBA leap. And in July 2013, he took an assistant coaching job with the Toronto Raptors under Dwayne Casey, who was head coach. Uh, Nurse had the role of being in charge in the offense, and he was credited for increasing the passing within the team, as well as uh, three-point attempts and making sure that increased, bringing it to a more modern offense. And this is one of the calling cards of Nick Nurse as a head coach, is he does have a, a think-outside-the-box strategy in a way that I think is very appealing to Sixers fans and has been very effective in his coaching career. So he did take control of the offense and was credited there. Dwayne Casey was eventually fired immediately after he accepted a coach of the year and did take that franchise to some pretty significant places. So that does speak to the faith that the Raptors had in Nick Nurse. And this was the 2018-19 season where Nurse fully took control. We're obviously, as Sixers fans, very familiar with that season because of how things went. But Nurse, I think this is very telling that he immediately took that team to a level. I think I think he gets a lot of criticism and it gets thrown in his face a little bit about like he only won a championship because Kawhi Leonard was there. And in one regard, like, sure, like obviously Kawhi Leonard helped them, uh, but he was only there for one year when he had the pieces, he made the most of them. And to do that in your first season as head coach is very impressive. So overall, the Raptors went 58 and 24 that season. Pascal Siakam also won the most improved player award that season, and they won the NBA finals with Kawhi. So he also became the first head coach in NBA history to win both the NBA title and the G League title. He's the only guy to have done that. In his second season, when he returned, 
Kawhi Leonard left. He went to the Clippers. It was pretty clear during that entire season that, that it was a one-and-done year for Kawhi. He was pretty open about that. Even at the championship parade, they're asking him things, and he's kind of like, you know, I'm out of here. He, he wouldn't say that, but the, the tone can be tell that this was not a long-term spot for Kawhi Leonard, and there was no desire to remain up in Canada. So after Kawhi left, and honestly, this is where Nick Nurse, to me, elevates himself as the basketball genius that he kind of is and is really impressive for the stuff that he can do because even without their superstar and far and away best player no longer on the team he still led that raptors team to a 53 and 19 record and this was of course the covid season the shortened year so a little bit different numbers wise but 53 and 19 is impressive he did win the nba coach of the year award for 20 uh 2019 2020 which was the season immediately after Kawhi left. And then they did lose to the Celtics in the conference semifinals in seven games this year. So they did take a little bit of a step back, which is kind of acceptable when your best player walks out the door like that. And then this has led the, to the trajectory of Nurse kind of falling out of graces within the Raptors franchise. He took a huge step back that following year in 2020-21. The Raptors just went went just 27-45. and 45. A bunch of weird stuff here. This was the year where, you know, the borders were closed and they had to play their games in Florida and everything that went along with that. So uh, a lot of outside circumstances that contributed, but was not a successful year. They did bounce back last year in 21-22. Raptors finished with a record of 48-34. and They lost to the Sixers in the first round of the playoffs. We all remember those. That was the Pascal Siakam el elbowing Joel Embiid in the face uh, end of the season or end of uh, the playoff playoff game that that happened. So they did ultimately lose to the Sixers in the first round. And then this year, the Raptors going exactly 41 and 41. Uh, and that did lead to him being fired for them not making the playoffs in his career as Raptors head coach. The team went 227 and 163. They did win an NBA championship. He does have an NBA coach of the year. And he still has a lot left to accomplish and seemingly a lot still to desire. So as far as some, some bigger things and bigger themes of Nick Nurse and what I expect. Number one is experience in different situations. So we all know Doc Rivers has been around basketball forever. That was a huge thing. And he's forgotten more basketball than most of us will ever know. But it was the same thought process and so stuck in his ways that I think drove everyone crazy. That's not the case with Nick Nurse. He's a guy who has seen a little bit of everything, whether it's being at the G League level and all of a sudden your best player gets called up to the NBA and it's like, okay, I got to figure out how to run an offense with that out that guy or, you know, coaching overseas, coaching in England, figuring out how to win with guys who maybe don't have the quality of NBA players where it's just like go out and get a bucket, having to create offense for guys. So that's super appealing to me. He's seen a little bit of everything at this point. And that brings me to number two is innovation. He is a guy who will think outside the box. I do believe we're going to see some way more creative lineups this year, some way more creative styles of play and just thought processes behind the decisions that he makes. That's one of the, the best things about Nick Nurse and one of the things that I think the Sixers desperately needed with this hiring. He does absolutely bring that, that we are going to see some innovation on his side, some thought processes of let me try this differently. I'm not stuck in my ways. I can tell this isn't working. So let's swing it in a different direction. Let's see if it produces different results. And he's had success with that in his career. So that is a huge bright spot. One negative that I haven't really seen talked about uh, a lot is player development. The Raptors, th this was one of the driving forces between him getting fired from the Raptors is there was some frustrations with him not developing players in the way that the organization seemed to desire. This is a little bit of a double-edged sword in the way that I just don't think the Raptors had that high of quality players to develop. And, and frankly, I think Nick Nurse deserves more credit than he's been given for elevating that roster and raising the floor of that team that frankly just wasn't that talented uh, throughout this positionless basketball. And they were clearly bought into this athleticism model of getting these 6'8", 6'9", switchable wing players, which I'm going to touch on a little bit more. 
they just didn't lack the complete pieces together. It was kind of a bunch of athletes, defensive monsters, and Fred Van Fleet on the floor. And that was pretty much how the Raptors found ways to win. There wasn't much development outside of that. But like I mentioned, like Malachi Flynn's probably their their biggest like young prospect that needs more developing. Delano Benton maybe is a guy that there was some frustration. And I know like as is the case with the Sixers, when you kind of get more frustrated over the guys that leave and have success, the Isaiah Joes, the Charles Bassies, even who, you know, he's still got a ways to go, but you can see it. That's kind of the case with Toronto as well, whether it's Yudo Watanabe with the Brooklyn Nets, he's been credited with a bunch of success there after he left, things like that. So there are some concerns with guys that do took a stride forward post leaving the organization. Player development for me, that's something that also is very important on the Sixers perspective. We've seen Doc Rivers be super unwilling to give guys chances. Jaden Springer is probably the, the number one guy that this will affect that I think he is deserving of a chance. I think he's developed and it should be remembered that he is younger than a lot of guys being drafted in this rookie class class. So this is kind of the year where while the Sixers have no draft pick, Jaden Springer is kind of that guy. I would like to see him take a leap. And honestly, I do think he's ready. So I would like to see Nick Nurse unleash the leash on him. That's going to be something to keep a mind on. I think he's impacted more than any. But I do think there's guys like Jalen McDaniels and Paul Reed who will see a leap in that. And they will get their opportunity. The biggest complaint about Nick Nurse is him just playing guys to death. I mean, uh, Pascal Siakam has led the NBA in minutes per game the past two years. And the year prior that he was tied with Fred Van Fleet for that. So his Raptors teammate there. So he's a guy that just runs guys into the ground a little bit. Uh, and, and there is a balance to that. Like, for example, with Kawhi Leonard there, he did buy into the load management stuff. He did give Kawhi kind of the, the free reign to sit out when needed in, in a way that clearly worked and led them to the championship title. Uh, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Fleet are both kind of guys that can go out there and do it at heavy minutes on a nightly basis. I hope that he can recognize like a Joel Embiid is not quite that same player where he does need to protect him for the betterment of himself where he is not going out there on a night-to-night basis and logging 40 minutes against the Charlotte Hornets on a Wednesday night, make sure that he is safe for the moments that truly matter. So that will be something to watch. And, and that's personally was a frustration with Doc Rivers for me this year. I mean, James Harden was fifth in the NBA in minutes this year. Uh, Fred Van Fleet was sixth for what it's worth. So there is kind of a, a balance there and something that the Sixers have already dealt with. Uh, but that will be something to watch, especially as the, the, the season drags on. So that's probably the biggest red side. Uh, biggest red flag there. Uh, also, there's kind of a, a little bit of a vibe of like a whininess to Nick Nurse. And, and I, from a Sixers perspective, this has been something I've hated about him over the years. I think there's a chance that when this is on the Philadelphia sideline, that it becomes off a little more refreshing, that we're not as mad about it and even happy to have it. But it does, it is a little infectious. And when you do look at the Sixers team, there's guys that are whiners on it, whether it will be Joel Embiid, even Harden. You, you know, we see him baiting for the, the calls, and who knows if he's going to be back for this season. I am interested to see how the Nick Nurse hiring impacts James Harden decision. I don't think it really does that much. I think that's a, a separate conversation and that there's a lot bigger fish to fry within the conversation of, of what James Harden wants. I don't think a head coach has much to do with it, which is a little bit surprising, but it's a lot more about money situation and what James Harden truly wants at this point in time and what Daryl Morey is willing to give him. So I don't think the Nick Nurse hiring really impacts it that much. He's certainly not a James Harden guy, but honestly, if you want to look down at Houston, I don't think Ime Udoka is either. So I do think that there's a, a lot still to go on with that conversation. But back to Nurse specifically, one thing that I'm super curious to see is how much of like the Toronto Raptors roster was decide catered to what he wants versus how much of it was nurse reacting or what was in front of them and what i mean by that is what i alluded to with 
the core, the core of athletes, these six, nine, six, eight switchable guys who can get it done, switch all over the floor, do some weird things athletically, but not truly the most polished basketball players. Even you look at Pascal Siakam, who's been a guy I've been pretty critical of. And frankly, I still don't think he's that good. He's fine, but to have him as the primary creator in the way that he does, way that the Raptors were forced to, it's just not a way that you're going to be winning championships or having that much success. So I, I am curious to see how much of it is Nick Nurse catering to that, how much of that was just put in front of them. Because when you compare these rap, this Raptors and Sixers rosters, it's just drastically different. These Sixers lack those style of players very greatly. And it's been a huge concern and area of weakness for the Sixers for several years now. There haven't been very many Paul Reeds or Jalen McDaniels. So these guys who can have that athletic pop when they get in the game, they've been way more focused on whether it be a Danny Green or a Georges Niang or these players who are very niche in what they can do and are effective at what they can do. But if they're knocked off that one thing, there are some troubles. So I do think Nurse is going to be excited. Uh, there was a, a lot of talk about him uh, selling a Joel Embiid-centered vision for the offense to the Sixers. On one hand, that's super obvious that, you know, Joel Embiid is the MVP of the league, best player of the franchise, things should be catered to him. But on the other hand, that's super refreshing because Nurse has not truly dealt with a center like Joel Embiid, not had a primary creator. I mean, they've run some small ball, really no true center for, for many sets and a lot of the time with Toronto. There were the flashes with Marcus, Marcus all. He had some moments and we've seen that clashes with Joel Embiid on the other end as well. Embiid is like astronomically more talented on both sides of the floor than Marcus also. There's a lot more. And defensively, that's where I think Nick Nurse impact will truly be felt. I know he was initially brought on as basically the offensive coordinator of the Raptors and that that there's a lot of creative things that I do expect. But I think defensively, where's the impacts can be felt the greatest. He did a really nice job of allowing guys to gamble like the Gary Trent's, the Fred Van Fleet's, where they have guys layered behind to make sure and cover up for things and, and create turnovers in a way. That was the Raptors calling card as a team was forcing turnovers, being active on the glass, running fast break. These are all areas where the Sixers have lacked. And there is the debate on the skill set, roster, all these things, how it will click together. I'm sure it'll kind of fall somewhere in the middle. But these are things that the Sixers need to do better. And Nick Nurse has a track record that he has gotten his team to do those things before. So I am excited about that. There is a lot to like overall. So if I have to pin down my, my true predictions for how I think I how I expect things to look different. I do think there's going to be more moving this year. I think there's going to be more passing from the Sixers, a lot more ball movement, a lot more team-oriented play, and more three-pointers launch. I think that's going to be super effective. The Sixers were number one in the NBA in three-point percentage last year, but pretty far off as far as attempts per game. And a lot of that is building through Joel Embiid, the, the two-man game between Harden and Embiid. Embiid loves that mid-range, that little spot-up shot at the elbow that he gets to. I do think it's necessary and that we will see a little bit of a, a pullback in that in that. Three-pointers have absolutely taken over the, the modern NBA. These Sixers do have to catch on to that, that wave, and they have enough talent to capitalize at a high rate. They just have to get an offense that will run it. So there's still a lot to learn about the Nick Nurse era. Uh, we will learn more as he speaks to the media more freely as training camp begins to approach. There's still a lot of work to be done on the roster for the Sixers. The James Harden is the million-dollar question that will change the direction of this franchise and where things go from there. So there's still a lot of work to be done this offseason overall. But – we can only take the successes as they go one step at a time. I do think these Sixers hit a slam dunk home run by hiring Nick Nurse. He was the best coach on the market, pretty much universally regarded. He is now the, a member of the Philadelphia 76ers. That should be something to be excited about. The work is far from over, and there's plenty more to do to turn this franchise into the championship contender they desire. But the Sixers are in a better spot than they were before making that signing. So that should be celebrated. I'm excited to see what Nick Nurse brings to this franchise. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we will see what happens from there. 
I appreciate all you guys for tuning into this episode. Make sure to drop a like on this video, or subscribe on this channel. Give me a comment on what you think for Nick Nurse, what you're excited about, what you're nervous about. I'll make sure to be active in the replies. I try to do my best on that. And I will talk with you next time here on PixSwap Media. Peace.